this, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. podcast welcome 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 back once again to the podcast i'm gonna jump right in today you know we're rolling with this thought on keeping the main things the main things you know over the past couple episodes of that we've talked about the safety junk drawer and kind of where that comes from and kind of what that leaves us with around this kind of idea of having a cluttered mess of safety, of all this stuff that's meaningful and meaningless and good and not great and stuff kind of in between that's all just rolled up into this ball of shite that we call safety. And this idea that we need to start to maybe pry that apart a little bit, that we need to start adding some value to the things that are important and subtracting value from the things that just aren't all that meaningful. So I'm going to start today with this idea, this question this really simple yet really, really, really tough to answer, this really hard question relating to how we lead safety in our organizations, how we move safety in the right direction, in the direction of better within our organization. And that's this. What's really, 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 super duper, like really super duper important? I think that's where we have to start. We have to ask ourselves that question. What matters and what doesn't? What's trash and what's treasure? What do we need to throw in the bin, roll out to the street, and watch the trash truck come pick it up and carry it away, jump in our car or on our really super-duper cool e-bike or moped or however we you know, get around nowadays and follow that baby right to the dump, watch them pour it into the dump, and then like compact it down, and then once that's done, we need to set it on fire. What are those things we need to get rid of? What are the things we need to stop doing right now? What are the things that we might you know, maybe need to start doing right now? There's a whole lot more stopping, I think, in the prescription for the future than there is starting. It's, I think it's more stopping the things that are harmful or meaningless or just really just don't kind of matter that much at all. Just time sucks, time wasters. And taking that time and investing into the things that we're already doing that are super duper duper important. But we have to ask that question. We have to start sorting. We have to add some priority to what we're doing. We have to make the main things the main things and then keep them the main things forever and always. When we're talking about like this quick, quick, uh, critical risk um, sorting, when we're talking about this quick risk prioritization, a, a focused list, I always start right here, and you probably should too. Uh, and it's with sticky, storm, and stabby. The shit that kills you, the shit that really matters, and the shit that bankrupts you. That's it. It's in that order. It, that, that's your critical risks in a nutshell. Those are the most importance of the important. How do we not kill and maim people at work? How do we focus on the things that, that really matter? How do we protect our environment, be good stewards to our environment, to our communities? How do we do right by people? Right? And the shit that bankrupts you, both of which the first two can easily push you into that category of the shit that bankrupts you, but all kinds of other extreme risks out there in that category as well. But that leads us to the bigger question of uh, how. Right. Knowing the main things is a good first step. But what's next? How? How do we do that? Let's start with some uh, better questions before we dive into that. Let's start with a better lens. Uh, Better questions. Should we view failure as a cost or as an investment? As a measure, predictor, fortune teller of our safety future or as a rare chance to explore systems that are giving us unintended operational outcomes? 
should we blame or should should we fix stuff? Should we try to prevent every not so great thing that could potentially happen? Or should we create systems that can better respond to or absorb failure when they do? And I'm not going to just sit here and kind of run through those. I'll let you ponder those on your own. I'll even spare you the moment of silence <laughs> for a reflection point here. But I really like this thing that, that uh, Dr. Ton Conklin had said before. It's something that really stuck with me, and it's something that I echo a lot. I, I share this a bunch. Just think about falling down. And it's this idea that when we fall down, we get back up again. But when we get back up again, we get back up smarter than before we fell down. That's the, uh, that's the secret sauce, right? The ability to fail quickly, fail often, fail openly, fail safely, and to not be embarrassed or shamed by the fact that we failed. That allows us to actually strengthen our organizations. It allows us to fail in the open, right? We're talking about learning here. That's how we get to learning. That's how we get our so desired operational intelligence. What's meaningful to those areas of critical risk? What's meaningful to learning? What's meaningful to allow that to happen? I want to start at the very, 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 very base level, the piece that pretty much every other action uh, is dependent upon the stuff that makes or breaks us, the secret ingredient in the secret sauce, <laughs> the special sauce, right? And it's this. It's this idea that voice is mission critical, right? How often do we openly say that in our organizations? When we do, do we mean it, right? It, voice is absolutely mission critical to all that we do. Voice, conversations, debate, dissent, challenge, openness, it's about creating candor and dialogue around those things that we know are most important, that we know are meaningful, the things that are meaningful to impacting those most important things. It's listening, learning, it's getting better, it's getting back up smarter. In this crazy work world that we find ourselves in, our VUCA world, right, we don't do mindless, unthinking things. Right? We have tons of complexity and sometimes heaps of complication. We rarely do things that are, if ever, routine or predictable, right? We, we have to use judgment. We have to cope with uncertainty. We have to suggest new ideas. We have to adapt. We have to co coordinate, communicate with other people, other groups, other departments, external, internal, right? It's crazy. To be successful in that VUCA world, we have to rally around this idea of creating candor. Back to the statement, voice is mission critical. It's mission critical to anything that we hope to do well. <laughs> at the very least. Insert uh, uh, cricket sound effects here. I'm way too lazy to do that, actually. So you can just imagine the sounds of crickets. There you go. Did you do it? You, you imagined the sounds of crickets after we talked about voice, right? Why? Because voice is hard. Right? Voice is like super duper hard. We're talking about creating trusting environments in which people can, they can, and feel a responsibility to say the things that usually they would rather not say. Right? How's the old saying go? Nobody ever got fired for shutting up. <laughs> it's, how do we do that? We're talking about like the hardest of the hard in our organizations. Trust is one of those things that's really easy. And that's what all this is predicated upon, right, is, is trust. Um, the ability to speak up is the fact that I trust you to not harm me, to shame me, to wrong me for doing said speaking up. You know, um, It's super duper important to it at the very least. Uh, and how do we create that? How do we how do we embed that in our organization that each of us feel a responsibility to say the things that we'd rather not say, that we're going to step up to the plate and we're going to say them anyways? And for leaders, 
It's hearing the things that we would rather not hear sometimes. It's getting the bad news. It's getting the crap that we would rather not hear. It's the stuff that ruins your day. But hearing it and knowing we have a responsibility to hear it and take it and move forward with it. It's so we can learn. As we said, so that we can, when we fall down, we can get back up smarter. We're talking trust, the elusive element of trust. Trust that arrives on foot and leaves on horseback. And it's not easy. It's seriously hard. It's seriously not easy. Our battle is constantly trying to overcome silence. Silence being our neutral position as people. Silence is not as scary and it does not hurt nearly as bad. And let's, let's just level here for a second. Indulge me, if you will, as we kind of level here for a minute. Safety is an emotional topic. Hmm. And we treat it like it's an emotional topic because we get super emotional when we're talking safety and safety stuff and safety junk and safety garbage and safety good and safety bad. We get super emotional. We're talking about deadly serious things with deadly serious consequences. When someone exercise their, exercises their voice, especially to tell us you know, the not-so-great news, we often react from an emotional place. It scares us. We panic. We break down. We melt down. We have a mini-stroke. Right? We're coming from a place of emotion. We react with emotion rather than respond with grace. And back to some of our principles, right? Our response matters. And again, reaction v. response. It's a conversation for another day. But let's just say a reaction is often emotional. Our response matters, and it matters a lot. That's one of the ways in how we can constantly be focused on creating the ability to speak up, to challenge, to debate, to dissent, to give bad news, to hear bad news, to create an environment where we, it's not only encouraged, not only do we say it, we expect it in, in the best possible sense of that. We have to be constantly focused on voice. We have to be constantly tempering our reactions when the bad news comes up, showing people, demonstrating to them that their voice matters, it's heard, and we're not going to roll around on the floor flinging our arms around, flailing and screaming, my safety, safety, crying and snot pouring out of our nose, you know, that emotional response to safety. Again, because everything that we hope to do well, especially safety, has a strong element of voice at its base. That's what I'm going to leave you with for today on our little little uh, exploration on this idea of keeping the main things, the main things. Voice is mission critical and is definitely in that main things list that we have to be constantly focused on keeping the main thing. We can't lose sight of that. Until next time, we'll continue this conversation next week. Sam Goodman, The Hot Nerd, signing off. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>